You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Basket and Phelps, 92.3 The Fan. I'm Jason Lloyd, filling in for... Andy and Jeff today. We're at Town Hall for the 10th annual Feed the Need put on here by Bobby George and his staff of, of volunteers. This place is flooded right now with uh, servers, hosts, volunteers, all helping, coming together to help Cleveland's needy. It's a fantastic event. We're going to be joined a little bit later on by uh, Miles Garrett and Nick Chubb. They're the hosts of this. A bunch of other Browns players will be here as well. Joe Batonio, David Njoku, Kareem Hunt. JJ3, Jedrick Wills, DPJ, on and on and on. Darius Garland from the Cavs is expected to stop by. Bernie Kozar should be here. We'll have as many of them on as we can. Uh, Mary Kay Cabot also will join us at 11 o'clock and make Jeff Thomas do it. I'm going to make Jeff Thomas do a lot today because I'm by myself for this first hour, and uh, Jeff will join us in the next segment. Right now, I want to get into a little bit about the Browns. I know I joked around at the, start, at the top of the show and said – Let's let all the hostility and negativity go for the next four hours, and let's have fun with this. But we do have to talk a little bit of Browns. And we'll get into the Cavs a little bit later on as well. Uh, 1-3 straight now at home. Not terribly surprised by that. I think the losing streak had more to do with the schedule than anything. Uh, It was a really rough stretch for them, obviously. They blew a game they should have won at L.A., and then you have one game home and then right back out on the road against Milwaukee. So I think that explains the losses more than anything. But they're home now. And they're getting healthy on on teams that they should beat. Hawks are a good team, and that was a that was a really good win for them last night. And we'll get into more of the Cavs a little bit later on uh, as we go here. Obviously, till two o'clock. John Rutter will join me for the eleven o'clock hour and on for the rest of the show. But I want to get into a little bit about uh, everything going on with the Browns and Kevin Stefanski, Andrew Barry, Paul De Podesta, the calls and calls, ranting and raving. Fire them all. Start all over again. I don't think that's going to happen. I wrote after the Buffalo game, I, I do think they're losing some, maybe most, maybe all of the defensive players over some of the schemes that are going on with, with the defensive side of the ball in Joe Woods. I do think probably changes are coming there at the end of the season. Listen, if they haven't done it now, they're not going to do it during the season. We're 10 games in. There's seven left to go. I thought it might happen after the game Sunday and quickly – sort of figured out, talked to some people Sunday night and figured out, no, it's not going to happen. They're not going to they're, they're going to they're going to ride this out. I do think there's danger involved in that. The frustration you've heard it from Kevin there in some of the clips that we've played, the frustration is boiling over uh, with with all of these guys and rightfully so. You know, this is not a 3 and 7 team. It shouldn't be a 3 and 7 team. I never thought they were a playoff team. I think I wrote that. I think I said that on the show at multiple times. Once the suspension went to 11 games, I didn't think it was a playoff team. I did not expect 3 and 7. But I don't think Kevin Stefanski's in any danger. I don't think Andrew Barry's in any danger. I don't think Paul DeBodesta's in any danger. And, you know, I have a lot of issues, I guess, with how uh, the Haslam seem to structure the organization for uh, for just the, sort of the culture that's been set 
over their 10 years of ownership. But the one thing I don't think that they want to do is constantly fire and restart, fire and restart, fire and restart. They gave Hugh an extension after he went 1-31. They gave Hugh a one-year extension. Like, that's how committed they were to not having to do this all over again. And Freddie lasted a year. That was a complete disaster. They knew that was it, – it was pretty – I mean, I think I wrote halfway through the year, they have to fire Freddie. I wrote after the second game. After the second game, this wasn't going to work. Like, it was pretty obvious that he was in over his head and it wasn't going to work. And that cost John Dorsey his job. But this is the first time that this franchise has everybody seeing it the same way. From Paul to Andrew to Kevin, they all see it the same way. They all look at it the same way. There's not the GM battling the head coach over the role analytics should play. There's not a power struggle anywhere in the organization. Like, it's actually – this is going to sound insane because they're 3-7, and but it's actually, I think, high-functioning at the top just from the fact that everybody finally is on the same page and sees it the same way. Is it going to work? I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work or not. But at least right now they all see it. They all see it the same way. And the fact that last year to me was not a disaster. Last year was a disappointment. This is a disaster. Three and seven is a disaster. I think we can all agree on that. But last year was more of a disappointment than a disaster. And if you blow it out after one disaster, you're always going – everybody has bad years. Everybody has down years. Every organization. And I just feel like the Browns pivoted from the moment the suspension went to 11 games – it's not that they punted the season, but they reset their expectations. I've, I got crushed for saying it. Ken wanted to fight me. I said it like after the second or third game, and Ken said I was insulting him and insulting the fans, and everybody wanted to fight me. I'm like, listen, you can fight me if you want. I'm telling you. Everything changed when it went to 11 games, and Jacoby Brissett has been sensational. He's been better than I ever thought he could, and – that doesn't change the fact that everything on paper said they should have pursued Jimmy Garoppolo. He was available. His worst season was better than Jacoby's best season. And yet they didn't do it. And to, that told me right away, like, okay, they're going to roll this. They're not going to throw good money after bad money. And they're not going they're, they're going to roll as much of this $50 million in cap space over into next year that they can when they're really going to need it, you know, when the Deshaun money really kicks in and they're really going to need it. I think right now they're projected to be $30 million over the cap. They, they can cut and trim that. They'll, they'll fix that. But they weren't going to spend excessively when they weren't sure what the payoff was going to be in the end because 11 games changed everything. Now, as it turns out, Brissett was better than anyone could have expected. Brissett was better than the Browns expected. And I would point out, like, for as good as he's been, and Sunday was the best game he's played all year. He's getting better as this goes. And I don't know that anyone could have predicted that either. But I would also point out that he was billed as the guy who's not going to make the big mistake, and in three of their losses he made just teeth-gnashing mistakes at the end of games, throwing terrible interceptions. Atlanta, the Jets, he never should have been in that position. That's not his fault. Fall on the onside kick. Fall on the onside kick and the game's over. But when they needed a play out of him, he threw an interception. They needed him to make a play in Atlanta through an interception. A couple of those games go the other way. He doesn't make those game-jarring mistakes at the end. We're having a different conversation right now, and this whole season looks entirely different. Uh, even just fall on the I, – I think the Jets game changed the entire season. Losing that game as early as they did changed the entire trajectory of the season. Just fall on the kick. How much different does this look even still? You still think, well, maybe they got a chance. 
if you just win that game. And so I don't think anyone's in trouble because I don't think the Haslam's want to do this again. I don't think they want to blow this out and do this all over again. They've shown in the past that they, again, I will point to a Hugh Jackson extension off a 1-31 season is how much they wanted it to work. But they didn't have the alignment at the top for that to work. They've got the alignment now. And listen, if, if it looks like this next year, they're probably blowing everybody out. And I don't know, I don't know that you can argue to keep it all if it, if it looks like this again next year. My problem is I don't have faith in them ever getting it right. Like they've, they've had 10 years now. And I don't know what can you say definitively they've gotten correct in terms of the head coach and, and GM position. So I, I, that's an entirely different conversation, an entirely different show. But I, I don't think anyone's in danger. I think Joe Woods and Mike Prefer, probably you're going to see changes there after the season. And I do wonder, worry, I guess is a better word, about not doing it sooner because I do think that they're losing some of the defensive guys. There's a lot of frustration in that locker room. I saw it with my own eyes. I talked to guys. You heard it. You heard the comments, the Grant Delpit comments, Miles Garrett comments. You heard it all. And other guys were even more frank and blunt off the record. And I, I, I worry that if you, if you lose them over the edge, it's hard to get them back. And we went through this last year, right? Like we went through this last year with Baker and OBJ, and I talked to people in the organization. And you heard Kevin say publicly, I think at the Combine a couple other times, winning is a deodorant. Well, and, and they also felt like if they just moved some of the, some of the disgruntled people, that it would help fix the locker room. Well, guess what? There's more disgruntled people. You're three and seven. The defense can't stop a nosebleed. Uh, Tommy Togi, I hit a quarterback for the first time in a month, and he got a roughing the passer call on it. Like the defensive tackles, obviously, are the number one to me. That's the number one priority this offseason. Andrew Barry's got to fix the tackles, has to. That will go a long way in fixing a lot of these other problems that we've seen. It'll go a long way in fixing the run. It'll go a long way in fixing the record if you fix the interior of this defense. The Browns, right now. Three teams have set season highs against them in rushing, and the Texans were five yards shy of becoming the fourth. They, they needed five more rushing yards on – I'm sorry, the Bills. The Bills on Sunday needed five more rushing yards to become the fourth team to set a season high. And they know it. The players know it. They know they're going to get gashed on the ground. They go into these games now knowing what's going to happen. That's got to get fixed. That's got to get cleaned up um, through the draft, free agency, whatever. And I think they can. I, I think they, they will address it. Can they fix it? I don't know. But that's got to be the key. Let's go to Tom. Tom, you're live on the fan. Hey, Jason. How are you? Hey, Tom. How are you? Good. So uh, a couple issues here, three things. The first thing is in the AFC North, winning football is built in the trenches. When we cut Shelton Richardson, we lacked a, a – a defensive tackle and we haven't replaced him. It's been two years and they got burned for it real bad. Now that's on Andrew Barry. The next thing is, was Joe Woods allowed to build a, a coaching staff under him that has absolutely no qualified candidates that can do defensive play calling. I'm fearful that if we let him go through the end of the year, that miles Garrett is going to demand a trade. If Deshaun Watson doesn't look great. And then the next question is, Brian Flores is sitting on the Steelers staff. Can we bring him in as a coordinator next year in case Stefanski doesn't work out? And then we have someone in waiting. 
because I'm not confident that this is going to go good. Yeah, thanks for the call, Tom. Uh, I'll try and, and hit all those. Uh, starting with Flores, yeah. I mean, he he would be – right now he's just an assistant. Like, he's just an assistant under uh, Mike Tomlin. But he, I think, absolutely will probably be a, a D.C. somewhere in the league next year. Could be here. I think Mike Zimmer is another name just be, from the ties. I don't know if he has any interest in it or not, but obviously Kevin's ties with Mike back in Minnesota. I think that's a name to just watch or keep an eye on in terms of running a defensive scheme. You're right about the tackles. You're 100% right about uh, Sheldon Richardson, and and I put Larry Ogunjobi in there as well. You know, Larry Larry had one so-so year. I thought he was a fine defensive tackle in the middle. They let those guys go. They brought in the Maliks last year, Malik Dowell, Malik Jackson. They were okay. They were fine. Malik McDowell obviously was trying to put his life back together, and that unraveled again this offseason. They had to let him go. But I do push back on the notion that they've ignored defensive tackle. They haven't ignored it. They just haven't gotten it right. They've drafted defensive tackles every draft since Andrew's been here, I think, in the fourth round and higher. It's the only position that they've addressed every year. They just haven't drafted the right guys. Either they haven't identified the talent or they haven't developed them or both. Jordan Elliott, Tommy Togiai, and Perion Winfrey are the three that, that they've taken, and, and none of them are contributing. The guy that they got off the Dolphins practice squad was on the field in the second half Sunday and graded out higher then, according to PFF, graded out higher than any of the tackles they've had. I, I don't remember the guy's name. Still, Ben Still, I think. Ben Stiller. I, I don't know. The fact that you can pluck somebody off somebody else's practice squad, give him a couple of days in, in, like, literally two days of practice, throw him out in the game, and he performs better than anyone you've had here all year, that's on the front office. you got to fix that. That can't happen. And I know, like, Ndamukong Sue, that's a name that's been out there for a while, is why couldn't they go get Ndamukong Sue? I don't think Ndamukong Sue wanted to come here. You know, I think he played this exactly as he wanted to. He's going to let the first half of the season go by, see who's in contention, and choose his team then. So it's and, – and that's another stopgap, right? Like, Ndamukong Sue obviously is not a long-term fix here. He's at the end of his career. He's probably – this is it for him. And it's, I also think it's a fallacy that the Browns don't have any picks. They do have picks. They don't have any first-rounders. But they still have – Plenty of picks, um, and I just think had they they tried addressing the tackles, it didn't work, obviously, and now they're in a position where they're going to have to spend limited – they have very limited money in free agency now because of the cap situation they're about to run into. So either through the draft or free agency, they're going to have to figure this out, um, and we'll see. Going to take a quick break. We're back here at Town Hall. Feed the need, 10th annual Feed the Need. Uh, when we come back – I'm going to make Jeff Thomas do it because I'm tired of talking right here on 92.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Oh, 